0: I Suck at Dating, with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello,
1: everybody, and welcome to an all-new, brand-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. My name is Jared. I'm joined by Vanessa. Hello. Hello. Hello, Vanessa. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Jared? I'm doing wonderful. It's always good to As hear your you voice. I lost
2: my voice a little bit. Yeah, do you hear that? My voice is a little bit... It's
1: uh, raspy. It's a little raspy. Okay,
2: yeah, I find it actually a little sexy. I'm like, I kind of hope this stays, but no, no, I'm just a little bit sick.
1: That's so funny because I think the same thing. I think Ashley loves my voice when it's a little bit raspier, kind of Batman-esque. Yeah, like a morning voice. Totally. Yeah. It's the best. Um, <laughs> So anyway, we have our first guest. Dean is still on vacation, traveling the world, doing his thing. Still, he should oh, what be what back. A crazy. What a vacation this is. <laughs> for like it's a month. Not, I think I it's like more like a soul searching.
0: Yeah. He's been gone for, I don't know, four years? I will look into how long he's been gone because we may have to take his name out of the title pretty soon. <laughs> no, nah, he's going to be back either next week or the week after, I believe. One of those two.
2: All right, we're excited to hear more stories from Dean.
1: Oh, I agree. Uh, but we have a very special guest in studio from the creators of the Mend app, which is an app that actually they mend broken hearts with. We have its creator, L.
3: So nice to be here.
1: Al, it's so nice to. Hello, what's your last name?
3: I love the way you described that, by the way, because it sounded like we're actually putting together those broken hearts.
1: Well, that's the way the app is. That's the way you guys describe the app. Um, So I joined the app because I wanted to find out more about this. Hello, first of all, what's your last name? I'm so sorry.
3: My last name is Huerta.
1: What? How do you say? Huerta. Huerta.
3: Huerta.
1: Huerta.
3: You gotta roll your R.
1: El Huerta. Yeah.
3: So. Did I sound so stupid when I I'm, said that? I'm uh, half Mexican.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. And okay. half. So, and so half.
3: My my dad is is half, and, and then I'm half um I'm half white. So, <laughs> and mixed. Okay.
1: Fair I enough. I mean, I was
3: like, should I go into? I just did my 23andMe, so oh! should I tell you I'm like part? British or German. Yeah, so I'm
1: 1% Native American. Um, Well, I wanted, because I wanted to know your last name, so I didn't just introduce you as L.
3: Yeah, usually people say Werta, like where to, to, but with an A. It's a little bit easier.
1: So L Werta, you created this app and it is called Mend. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about it?
3: Yeah, um, I really built what I needed and wanted when I was going through a breakup myself. So it's very much like a best friend that's guiding you through a breakup if, if your best friend had good advice and um, didn't get sick of hearing you talk about your breakup, um, it's it's like a personal trainer. So every day you check in um, and we deliver an audio training that's personalized to you based on what we know about you and what we know about your breakup. Um, and it's kind of like this ongoing podcast that helps you uh, mend throughout your breakup and then also beyond.
1: So you created this after you went through a breakup yourself?
3: Yeah, it, it's been a bit of a journey because I first launched a newsletter with breakup content and then I launched a breakup website, so like a blog, and then it was really through that whole experience that I had the idea for the app. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been a while since that first that first breakup that, that sparked it. So
1: what was different between the app and like the app that you have now and the website you had before?
3: Yeah. I mean, the. was
1: it just like a learning curve and then you finally kind of perfected what you wanted and that's what MEND is all about?
3: Well, the website was really a blog. So it was a place where we curated stories um, and I was curating advice from experts. The app is much more like uh, an interactive experience. It really, you know, it, it feels conversational. You're actually messaging mm-hmm. um, and, you know, but who's messaging you back? So the app is a conversational UI. So it's not a person. Um, but it feels like you're messaging with a person. So we ask you every day, how you're doing. Uh, we send you a training to listen to. We ask you to rate the training. We ask you, you know, questions about your breakup to help us personalize Uh your training program. Um, Uh so it feels sort of like a best friend guiding you through the experience, which for us was important because one of the things that we kept hearing from people who were using our, our website was that they really missed, um, you know, just hearing from their ex throughout the day. That's one of the things you miss the most, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. were texting with someone all day long and then yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden it's just, you know, radio silent. So um so yeah, that's why we we wanted to build a conversational app.
0: <laughs> this is very Black Mirror, isn't it? A little bit.
3: Well it's not like a it's not like a Siri, it's not AI.
0: But to people um, I feel like they can develop an attachment to the UI it reminds you know, me a little bit of that movie. Oh, oh
2: yeah, what's that movie where he fell in love
0: her, with TV? her? Her, yes, her. with Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. That's
1: exactly what I was thinking. You
3: know, yeah. I think because um, because the user experience is very voice based, so it's actually my voice in the app. Um, that it is. I think people and your voice is very soothing. Oh well, thank you. Um, but I think people get attached to that, but it's not any different from people who are attached to listening to your podcast. You know, I think it's, especially uh-huh. when you're going through a breakup, there's something really nice about hearing a human voice on the other end, giving mm-hmm. you advice versus just reading something on a website.
2: Uh, I think this is genius. When did this start, by the way? Cause I wish I knew this cause I'm like the worst when it comes to breakup. So when <laughs> did this, um, when did you launch this app? So we launched the
3: app last year in April. Um, so we just celebrated our first anniversary thank you yeah it's been an amazing year
2: I think this is great because like you said it's like a digital best friend and sometimes it could get a little bit emotionally draining I can talk for myself Um, I do like to maybe replay you know scenarios in my head and maybe you know you have all those stages that you go through and I talk I you know talk to my family my friends a lot about um, the relationship during the breakup, and I know it could get emotionally draining on their end. And sometimes they're like, oh, "Okay, I don't want to hear it anymore." But I think this is a great idea because it's another outlet for people to use, and it's a third party too, right? So it's not like your best friend telling you things that you may want to hear, it's things that you should be, you know, you should be hearing from um, from your friends and family. Yeah, I
3: think for better or worse, a lot of times when you're getting advice from from people, they're projecting their own, you know, relationship mm-hmm. history or their own ideas or opinions. Um, so, you know, even though I, I'm the person reading the trainings, all of our trainings are created by experts, whether it's wellness experts or mental health experts.
1: And so would you consider yourself an expert?
3: I would. Yeah. I mean, I've been curating this type of content for years now and it started as a real passion project. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like there wasn't a great place for high quality advice online when it came to breakups. Like I remember the moment at 2am when I was Googling breakup advice on my phone and just getting all of these like terrible like message like online forums and just awful advice and a lot of cliche advice so i felt like there was a white space for that type of content um and i've just become so passionate about it and i'm steeped in it every day
1: well i joined mend i created an account because i wanted to figure this thing out for myself so when as soon as you walked into studio i was like I know that voice. Yeah. How do I know that voice? And then I realized you were the voice on Mend. So I created it. Uh, so I'm happily engaged. But I want to thank you so much. Now you also. So I created it, my profile as a single person to figure out what the app was all about to help somebody who's going through a breakup. But you say that there are people on this app that are actually in relationships. So why are people within relationships joining an app that is created to mend a broken heart?
3: Yeah, it was um, it was a surprise to us too when we first launched. So one of the questions we ask is, "What is your relationship status?" Um, and we've we've seen that there are a lot of people who are joining Mend who are married or in relationships. Um, I think it gets at something that is very universal, which is that relationships are challenging. Mm-hmm. You know, even the really wonderful ones. And so I think you know we have a lot of people who use Mend um, to get through a rocky period, like a rocky patch in a relationship. We have people who are thinking that maybe the relationship isn't right for them and they need support as they go through that process and figure out what the next step is. Um, and Do you, oh, you guys give
1: relationship advice? For example, if somebody goes on there and they're texting and saying, I'm going through a rough patch with my you know, significant other, but I want to be with them, how do I fix this? Do you guys give feedback on that?
3: So we aren't actually having a conversation well, with you, but um, we do... Get your input. So we ask questions throughout the process about you, about your breakup. And then every week you choose three to four themes that you really want to focus on. Mm -hmm. So if you're there, like for you, if you want to focus on just healthy relationship habits, um, you can do that. You don't have to focus on, you know, X trainings or heartbreak trainings or breakup trainings. Yeah. Um, and that's something that's a little bit newer for us. And we, we wanted to expand into that because it was one of our top requests.
1: Yeah, totally. No, yeah. W- when I say feedback though, I don't mean, cause I, I know that when I'm actually text messaging, I'm text messaging with a robot. How would you describe our it? App. Our yeah. app. You're texting, yeah. I'm texting with the app and yeah. I understand that, but it is pretty cool because I saw on the website about how this is better than sending a drunk text to your ex.
2: Yes. yes. And so right. I love that exactly what i was thinking too this is like a perfect way to like keep your to keep your dignity in check you know because like yeah. <laughs> you like you said like most people miss hearing from their from their significant other you know so it, this is like a great way to like message the app kind of like i guess you, you, you send out reminders you send out yes
3: um yeah we send out a lot of reminders and um You 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 guys send out
1: daily texts, don't you?
3: Yeah, they're not all app specific. So a lot of them are just, you know, little notes throughout the day. Encouragement, motivation. You can do it. I like it. Yeah, and it's funny because we have a really high opt-in rate for, they're called push notifications, um, which means that people really like them. Mm -hmm. And I think it just goes back to the idea that you really, you miss that from, you know, your ex.
1: Oh, totally. I think the only thing from the app for me when I was creating an account was the lack of... Um how do I put this human interaction? Yeah, but I will say, so I got to the end of it after all the questions and kind of texting with the app back and forth and at the end of it, whatever you guys deem is the best uh fit for a little monologue that you give at the end. Yeah, uh, I like
3: that monologue. I haven't heard that yet.
1: Yeah, it is, it's about a three <laughs> so you get through all the questions that they ask you about what your breakup is, how you're doing, so on and so forth. yeah, and then at the end, L comes on with about a four-minute little monologue that she just goes into trying to help you get through whatever broken heart you're trying to get past.
2: So is that different for every profile?
3: It is, yeah. So we have a huge library of trainings, and we we personalize your training program. So, um, you know, if you went through a breakup because of infidelity, you're going to get Mm -hmm. a set of trainings that someone Mm -hmm. who went through a commitment breakup wouldn't necessarily Mm -hmm. get.
1: And that's what I enjoy yeah. about the app is that because there is, like you said, a lot of cliches out there and a lot so of very many. vague sayings that people try to, exactly. Yeah, like
3: just get mm-hmm. over it.
1: Exactly. You know, or like just be the best you you can be. Right. And which are all fun so and great. Get, Jared? Uh, well, I got, I've created a, a profile for somebody one, who's yeah. single, who got broken up with two months ago because Ugh. of distance, I think I put, um, so, cause I wanted to create something that Uh, A profile for somebody that was maybe going through a breakup currently and trying to mend a broken heart because Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. what the app is all about. But having said that, the app is more than that, which I do really like. And for me, while there wasn't that much human interaction throughout the text, as soon as your voice came on, it was very comforting. And I didn't realize that I'd get that much comfort from just a four-minute monologue of saying, hey, it's going to be okay. We're here for you. And that was the really nice part of the app yeah that i thought was a really nice touch because when i google how to get over a breakup there is there's no human interaction but with this app Mm -hmm. there is and that's the big difference and it is personalized for each person going through different circumstances unlike when you just google how do i get over a breakup there's so many different answers out there for this it is for somebody going through a very specific type of breakup
2: okay well Since we're on the topic of, let's say, long distance or infidelity, since those are two topics you guys brought up, what are some important things to successfully get through a breakup like that? What kind of advice would someone like that find on the app?
3: Mm, Well, those are two really different types of breakups. But I would say, so infidelity is one of the most common breakup reasons for menders. So I think the last time I looked, it's still ranked number two.
1: What's number Um, one?
3: Number one is commitment. Uh, not oh surprising God. for our
2: generation. Lack <laughs> Are they of like commitment. Everyone from L- everyone yeah. from LA is on the
3: app. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> pretty much.
3: But we actually have users in over 160 countries, so I think it's a global oh, wow. trend. Oh wow! Um, I I okay. do this think is great news for me. <laughs> yay! I I think it just speaks to um, kind of the age group of our of our audience, which is you know mostly millennial, and I think that there's so much access to new relationships, um, that it does take more, I think, to commit than it, than it maybe did in the past. Um, but Mm -hmm. when it comes to infidelity, uh, we have a lot of trainings on infidelity. Um, I would say trust. We have a lot of trainings on rebuilding trust, but I think one of the Mm -hmm. most fundamental things that we really try to impress upon people is that even though it feels so personal, you can't take, um, infidelity personally. Um, so you can't see it as a reflection on your right. own worth or which your, hard. You know, yeah. it's, it's so hard. And so it's not something that you listen to one three minute training and you feel better, but that's the whole point of mend is that, you know, it's a, it's a long-term companion. You're, you're checking in every day, you're getting a training every day and you're slowly building towards, towards something. So you
1: guys are like personal trainers because that's are. what the New York times called you, which is quite impressive. Yeah. I must say. Do you find that accurate? Pretty Would hard. you consider yourself like a, a personal trainer with love or, yeah. or, or broken hearts?
3: Absolutely. You know, I just saw, have you guys seen the the Fred Rogers documentary? No. Okay. No. Well, so there's a, a documentary on him and um, he says, one of the things that he says that I loved is Can that- I-
1: is Fred Rogers Mr. Rogers? Oh, yes. okay, perfect. Oh, Just oh my so, God, yes. I, okay, I've heard okay,
2: of
3: that, but, yeah. I was
1: going to say, I was like, yeah. Fred Rogers? Who the hell is that? Okay, Mr. Rogers, Maybe I have Maybe am aging
3: myself. I, I think I am the oldest one. How old are you? Call. I'm 32. Oh, you don't look at the over watch 27. Mr. Rogers?
1: I used to watch Mr. Rogers. Okay. Oh, yeah, of course. Won't well, you be my neighbor? Tr-
3: true fans also know his first name. So. Fred,
1: seriously. Yeah. Um,
3: uh, But anyways, in this documentary, one of the things that he said is that love is at the root of everything, either love or the lack of it. And I really believe that. And so, yes, I consider us, you know, personal trainers for heartbreak. Um, I think that there are so many other areas, like when it comes to finances, you get like a financial planner. And when it comes to fitness, sometimes you get a personal trainer. Um, and why not have that for one of the most core parts of who you are as a person? You
1: yeah. Know? Your heart. Yeah. I totally, totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, <laughs> um, so I have a quick question too. You talk about training. That you go through on the app. Yeah. Do you have any type of couples training or is this specific to, for one person going through one circumstance?
3: That is a great question. Um, so, I try. Yeah. So we we are very focused on the individual who's using MEND. Um, so we're really focused on helping you through your, your breakup experience and then also helping you develop the relationship that you have with yourself which really does set the foundation for Mm -hmm. the relationship you have with other people. But we are really focused on just that one person. Um, But we do have people who are in couples who use MEND at the same time.
1: So because, all right, so at the end of when I signed up for the profile, at the end, there's a journal. Yeah. Now, when when I write into the journal, is the app responding or do you guys go through that at all and kind of read some...
3: No, the journals are encrypted. Oh, um, so okay. So they're, they're private. Oh, it's, so
1: nobody exactly can read that. the journals nobody, except for yourself, whoever's writing it.
3: Exactly. Yeah. So n- no one on our team, can, not even our engineers, can read it. And wow. that, was, that was really important to me because I felt like, um, you know, writing is very therapeutic. Um, mm-hmm. but it's also something, it's very private. And so we wanted to keep that private for people. It's funny because we have some people who write in and they ask us, you know, can we pay extra for you to read the journal and, and give us more advice? Um, but I think mm-hmm. it's just kind of a slippery slope. I think the majority of people really see that as a safe space where they can mm-hmm. express whatever they're feeling and not be worried so about anyone reading. So that's part of the progress tracking? Yes. Yeah, is so, that separate? Yeah, so every day you journal, um, which, you know, a lot of the, a lot of research has been done that it's really helpful to journal and check in daily, um, when you're going through a breakup, but the progress tracking is really around, um, a couple of metrics in the app. So we have, uh, we track two things when you're going through a breakup. We track days since ex contact. Um, and then we Day track since last contact. Yeah. Last okay. ex contact. And then we track days since breakup and you have the ability to actually hide those if you don't want to track it, um, but I think the X contact one is really important. It's one of our most used features, and we in our community actually people will share um, their count and share that milestone like every week. Like, hey guys, you know it's been sixty days, the hardest sixty days of my life, but um, you know I'm doing it one day at a time.
1: Do you think you should cut off communication with an X?
3: I, so one of the things that I love about what we do is that we personalize our advice, but I will will say, yeah, yeah, in general, that is one of the things that I do really stand by with men, but also personally, I don't think that you have to cut someone out forever. I think it is really important and research backs this up that if you're trying to move forward, you need to have some buffer room to recalibrate. And it goes to the fact that. Um, so much of a relationship is hormonal and neurochemical. And if Uh you, um, if you stay connected to your ex, you're still exchanging all of this hormonal feedback with them. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's very much like an addiction. So the only way that you will, um, you know, eventually be able to be friends with them, um, or have any type of relationship down the line with them is if you kind of take a break and break that, that chemical bond, um, and, uh, it's something that Helen Fisher has studied a lot, who's who's one of the experts on love. Um, but she recommended about 60 days is what you need to get through that hump, that, like, withdrawal period. And it really feels like withdrawal. I'm sure you guys have experienced that before. But it is, like, going oh, through Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. This app is kind of like you know, whenever you have that urge where you wake up. I find, like, the, after a breakup, um, I don't know if you guys relate to this, the morning are the worst because you're yeah. waking up like you check your phone and you kind of have some sort of expectation that they would have emailed you or texted you or you would have had like a missed call from them the next day you know and
1: um, just up, waking you're like, up oh. alone it's horrible
2: yeah like no they did not think of me during the night or last night or this morning and they haven't messaged me yeah, and you kind of like start off your day with that expectation, like okay, well, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll hear from them throughout the day. So I think that app is great. Um, like I said, to keep your dignity too. Um, I have a question. How does one, I guess, for lack of a better term, graduate from this app? Like, how does how do you um, how do you succeed? Uh, like the, the breakup. You know what I mean? Yeah, so,
3: yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think it's different for everyone. Every heartbreak is so unique. Um, but one of the things that we see happen when people are kind of beyond that really acute, painful heartbreak phase is that they change which milestones they're tracking. So instead of tracking days since ex-contact, days since breakup, they start tracking how many trainings they've done. Um, and that's that's basically switching from what we call breakup milestones to mending milestones. Um, and we also okay. notice that, you know, every week we ask you to choose themes that are top of mind for you that you need help with. And we start to see that people are choosing themes around self-care, self-love, mm-hmm. dating. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, dating content, relationship content, and they start choosing other types of things so they're not so focused on their ex and their breakup and that's really I think the turning point for a lot of people
1: and I think that's the point of this app which is so good it acts as kind of a filler like it makes you focus on the app rather than your ex because I've Mm -hmm. been there before I'm sure a lot of people have been there before listen to this where like you have that ex that you still just kind of hang out with that you still might like get together with spend nights with and just get back into that comfort zone and it's just so unhealthy because what you really need Uh is to distract yourself and get away from that situation And I think this is a great app to do that, to try to really focus your energy on something else, whether it be through text messaging, uh, training, journal writing, rather than focusing on your ex because
3: checking their Instagram stories.
1: Exactly. Stalking them on social media. It's it's like the modern vices. Totally. It's like the modern day way of driving past somebody's house. You know how like people used to drive past their house, see if the car was still in the driveway. Oh,
2: going through somebody's
1: Instagram is the exact same way. But now it's way easier to do that because you're not going to get caught. Unless you accidentally like one of their pictures from like twelve <laughs> weeks prior, and then that's really embarrassing.
3: Yeah, we actually have we have a meme about that on our Instagram account. Um, that is one of the worst things ever when you get caught doing that. Oh, but it's it's the most common breakup vice. Instagram is is so hard,
1: and that's the hardest part of breaking up today is that like they're yeah. still just right in Everything your face, so and so yeah, yeah. totally. That's yeah, why totally. I I advocate. What you say, like block them, just cut off communication yeah. for a while because that's the healthiest
2: I'm thing. Not- I think blocking is a little bit much. Um, I think, like, maybe just deleting them off of your, you know. Do you have good willpower, though?
1: Especially if they're a public profile.
2: Even if they're public, I just feel like it's, a, unless it ended badly, like I've never really had a horrible breakup with anyone, but of course, like I'm an emotional person. So for me, it was like a big deal to break up every, even I dated someone for like two weeks. It was like, no, you know, like, why did we break up? But I, I for me, it's just a level of respect. Like I'm not going to block them,
1: I do it's I'll
2: delete them. I'll delete them so that like, for me, it's like, I don't know, I guess like for, it's all psychological for me. Like I'll delete their number off of my phone. And it's that's, like, for me, a way to um, kind of start, like, dissolving the issue, you know, like, the, the relationship so that I can start from scratch, but still maintaining that respect for the person that I dated See, without having to go the extra mile of, like, blocking them and being dramatic,
1: Totally. You know? Yeah, but for me, I just don't have the willpower. If I just simply delete Same. somebody, I'm going to still somehow get their number and still either contact oh, them or, like, even with Instagram uh-huh. or Facebook yeah. or Twitter, whatever. Like, sure, I can uh-huh. unfollow them, but you're, I mean... I'm still going to search you and try to find you. What I need to do is like take drastic measures and it's not a respect thing for me. It's not like I don't uh, cherish the time we had, but for me, the healthiest thing is Uh to really cut off communication and it's really difficult to do that. I'm not saying it's easy. What I'm saying is I advocate it and Mm. like, it's not a disrespect thing. It has nothing to do with that. I hate you. It's more so, I need to just cut you out of my life for a little while because if I don't, then you're going to consume a lot of my time and that time, I need to move on.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think if you have to keep yourself in check, right? Like if it becomes an unhealthy obsession, which for a lot Mm -hmm. of people it does. I mean, Instagram Mm -hmm. is so addictive and then you're going through withdrawal. So all you want to see is a photo of your ex. Um, And they've actually, they've done research that seeing a photo of your ex triggers the same things in your brain as you know seeing them in real life so it is it's so important to just be mindful of of what you're doing on Instagram and how much time you're spending how much talking you're you're doing
1: I just want to go on an ex's profile and see a picture of them crying and how sad they are without me and lonely (laughs) I don't want to see them like with somebody else how happy they are That's why I go on their profiles. On vacation, they're doing so much better Uh, without me. Really
3: tan.
2: Hold up, hold up. We all know that whatever you see on social media, half the time is not real. That's true. How can everyone have like a perfect life on? You know what I mean? Like, so no, if they're posting all these like amazing pictures of them on vacation and like out having fun and looking good it's probably they're probably hoping that you're checking their instagram page to see if you know if how they're doing so that they can make you feel worse about the breakup and
1: i yeah. fall into college. the trap yeah. every Same. single time yeah. why well, i used right. to not anymore good i'm very happy
2: but it's good for whoever's listening for them to understand that you know like, oh totally not everything you see on social media is like real life guys so people are sad some people are happy but at the end of the day at the end of the day it comes down to what like you said, Jared, it comes down to willpower. And I uh, I guess I have a little bit of willpower to not go out of my way to contact someone. But you know what? That's not true. I've lost my dignity in so many situations after breakups <laughs> and I'm like my friends are like, Stop texting, stop calling. I'm like, I can't. It's hard.
1: It's, so it's hard. just it's just And I
2: didn't know this mend app existed, so now I do.
1: Totally. It's like now an addiction. You know. It's unbelievable. But talking about like social media, it is funny, like if I'm out somewhere and I'll see you know, a group of girls or a group of guys and they're just kind of hanging out. But then like somebody about to post a selfie and they're all start yelling and like, yeah, like, holy crap, the best time ever. And then they'll take the picture and I'll look at it and then immediately going back to like just kind of standing around and Total drinking silence. a beer. <laughs> and it's like unbelievable how you're absolutely right, Vanessa, where my mind when I'm out, if I'm out at a concert and having fun and like I see people do that I realize oh my god they're just doing it for the gram but then I go back home and I'm watching tv by myself you know not anymore I have my beautiful fiance with me but years ago when I was watching tv by myself and I'd go on Instagram and see these people doing the exact same thing I just saw for some reason that still triggers FOMO and even though I know that they're just doing it for the phone I don't know it's a hard thing to to really get but Oh, I'm sorry. One
3: thing that I think can be really helpful, and I think a lot of people have started doing this now, especially menders, but doing kind of an audit of who you're following on Instagram and just make sure that you're following really positive accounts that uplift Mm -hmm. you, that are more, like, advice-oriented, because sometimes you don't realize the impact of all the content you're scrolling through, and you might actually need to change the content that you're seeing during that period.
2: Um, And I think we oftentimes forget social interaction. Like, actually... You know, yeah. hanging out with your friend and having face-to-face conversations with them. Like, it, it's crazy. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of this where I'm like, oh, well, I have so much to do today, but I'll, you know, FaceTime my mom instead of go drive up to her house and go see her in person when we live in the same city. So I think it's important to also have, like, that balance of, yes, having uplifting positive um, accounts On your Instagram, but really, like, go back to basics. Remember when we were kids? We didn't have cell phones or, like, any way of communicating with our family. Until, like, you knew the sun was setting, so that's when you had to go home. Totally. Oh, my friend is at my house now, and she's like, uh, I was messaging her. I'm like, hey, where are you? Five minutes away. Hey, I'm here. You know, like, instead of me just going downstairs and waiting for her, I was, like, texting her every five minutes to see where she was. And, as, uh, I,
0: yeah,
1: as a kid, I'd be playing tag around the neighborhood, running around, yeah. not even caring, not having care in the world. And now, like, I take two steps away from my condo without my phone and wallet, and I start crying because yeah. I'm afraid I'm going to get yeah. lost. Um, I do want to ask this, Al, really yeah. quickly. Um, because you had a very famous female actor that had oh, an interview. I was
4: ask. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I was a crush on her.
1: Great yeah. Minds Think Alive, Vanessa. So you had Jessica Alba yeah. do an interview.
4: How did that happen? Yeah, how so did it happen? And- yeah,
3: so that was an amazing, um, really surreal moment. Uh, we went on the show called Planet of the Apps, which was an Apple <laughs> series.
1: That is an amazing wow. name, wow. holy yeah, moly. I know.
3: <laughs> um, and we had to, it was sort of like the voice. So we oh. had to do a pitch. And I was on a moving escalator um, mm-hmm. and was pitching to uh, Jessica Alba, Gwyneth Paltrow, Will Iam, and Gary V. Um, and had to pitch them on the idea of why they should be my mentor and help me through this incubator period. And then together, um, Jessica and I pitched to Lightspeed Ventures, which is a big VC in Silicon Valley. They were one of the first investors at Snapchat um, and try to get them to give me money. So I went through, yeah, I went through that experience with her and that was right before we launched the app. Um, It was incredible. She's, uh, you know, an expert brand builder and storyteller and and she helped me through the rebrand of MEND um, and through the launch of our app. It was, it was amazing.
1: And she, is she still involved with the app?
3: So, I mean, she is very supportive from the sidelines. She's not intimately involved with what we're doing on a, on a day-to-day basis. She has quite a bit going on. on Yeah, Earth. she's a little busy. Yeah, she, yeah, she just had third kid. Um, no, but she's... And looks amazing. Yeah, she's, she's amazing and was so helpful through that process. Um, and we're really lucky that, you know, she is one of our mentors
1: yeah that's pretty incredible when you have jessica alba helping you launch your app so jessica if you're looking to you know i don't yeah. know launch another app if any ideas just come uh you can find me at help i suck at dating at <laughs> iheartmedia.com um but L, I i want to thank you so much for coming in this was such a wonderful interview
3: thanks for having me it was fun to be here
1: i'm a big supporter well, of the app, app.
3: I, have, I have one question actually for you guys about your cover art that i'm dying to know is it okay. Is it like a Menage a Trois version of the Titanic stance with
1: with? I never thought of it in that Wait, way.
2: What, what is what is a Menage a Trois?
1: Our so our cover picture, Vanessa, the one that is for oh, help. I suck at the one where Dean that and myself are lifting you up.
2: No, that was actually not my idea. I'm like, let's do something silly, and that was
1: that was silly okay, Easton I thought, is showing I us picture a picture right now
3: Titanic reference okay I've been trying to figure that out for the no. longest time I know no, I we figured...
4: don't know what
1: we were doing okay. uh, we just kind of it was like hey let's lift Vanessa up and then we took a picture and then that okay. became the cover art of yep. the podcast oh. I know I love I how I'm smiling I'm like smiling like a 12 year old little boy <laughs> Vanessa's giggling because she has two men just lifting her up in the air two and Leo Dean, DiCaprio yeah, no Dean is on <laughs> DiCaprio and then Dean just has this look on his face like if I had a nickel for every time I lifted a girl in the air. L, <laughs> um, thank right. you so much for coming in. Thanks for um, Guys, me. definitely go check out the Mend app. Uh, anybody going through a, a broken heart, and even if you're not, and you're just going through some maybe yeah. difficult times in a relationship and really just want somebody to talk to, definitely go check out this app. Um, L, is there anything else you'd like to say, add in, where people can find you?
3: Uh, you can find us on the App Store. Um, so we're iOS only right now. And you can follow us on social media at Let's Mend. And if you want to follow me, I'm Ellen Huerta on Instagram.
1: Perfect. And that's M E N D, Mend. All right. Thanks, Elle. Thank
3: Thanks you. Elle. Bye. Bye.
1: Well, that was great. Elle, wow. She was really impressive, huh? Good God. Yeah. All right. All on my lonesome on that one. Um, <laughs> what she did have, though, when she first walked in, I noticed right away was a beautiful head. Of hair. That's very I important to me. Seen her. I know, Vanessa, but you have beautiful hair, so you get to see yourself in the mirror uh, every day.
2: Thank you so much. You're always so complimentary. You know, I um, try. Speaking of beautiful hair, Jessica Alba, who's also part of that app um, that we we're talking about, Mend. Uh, love Jessica Alba's hair. I was actually just listening to Ariana Grande. That's another celebrity that I think has great. Hair—it's always like in a high ponytail, and it's like super thick and luscious. Wait,
1: how can you anyway, know that she has great hair if it's always in a ponytail? You can tell that.
2: In a pony, it's thick. Yeah. So when I tie my hair, like I'm like, All right, I hope it looks like Ariana Grande. It looks like it's thick, it's long, it's shiny. <laughs> you want to have—you don't want to only have great hair when your hair's down as a girl. You no, know? that's you fair. Have great hair when it's curly and straight and a ponytail or in a bun. Totally. If you—if you can picture any celebrity with amazing hair, like Jessica Alba or Ariana Grande, you can bet that they have a stylist who coo them in to the yummy, delicious Little Gummies Sugar Bear Hair. Sugar Bear Hair is a bestseller on Amazon with thousands of great reviews. You guys have seen me post about it. I actually just got my shipment, I think, last week with like six new bottles. I'm really excited. Um, They taste like sweet, delicious candy made with real juice from real berries, but they contain everything you need for stronger and healthier hair. They're gluten-free, soy-free, cruelty-free. They support strength and shine of your hair and nails. Um, I've been using it for a year, maybe a little bit over a year. My hair grows a lot uh, longer, and I do feel like it's, it's like a little bit thicker now. Um, mm. It has as much vitamin A as four cups of broccoli, as much vitamin C as one cup of cranberries, and as much vitamin B12 as four organic eggs. Nutrients and Sugar Bear Hair Fans also found their nails and skin quality improved over time. So everyone that's been asking me and DMing me about what my skincare routine is, nothing has changed. Um, but I guess it is a sugar bear hair. I didn't think of it that. My skin quality, you know, gets like shiny, not shinier but it looks like dewier my skin.
1: Yeah, softer. I'm sure it looks wonderful. I wish I could see you in person so I can compliment you. But you've always had great skin and sugar bear hair is just improving it, which I didn't even know it was possible. Sugar bear hair, good God, it is amazing. Ashley loves it. Vanessa, I know that you love it. So listen, I know you guys are going to love of it as well everybody listening to this podcast so what you have to do in order to get this is you go to sugarbearhair.com slash help you go there for beautiful hair and a healthier you that's sugarbearhair.com slash help h-e-l-p sugarbearhair.com slash help go there today to get your shipment of sugar bear hair vanessa loves it i'm gonna try it out get some i mean my hair is already pretty thick so i don't know if i want to get it that much <laughs> thicker but they do, I, they, taste delicious. they do taste delicious so it's really hard to turn uh turn down all right, well, we also have another wonderful guest that's waiting on the line for us. This guest, his name is Bill Freeman. He is from a online uh, matchmaking website called lovestorymatchmaking.com. Bill, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, Bill, how you doing? This is Jared. How hey. are you? Yeah, so it's Jared and Vanessa. Okay, great. And I'm joined by Sonia, uh, so- our head matchmaker. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, Sonia, oh, how hi, are Sonia.
4: you? Sonia. Yay! Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having
1: us. No, thank you for uh, you know coming into our podcast. We really appreciate it. So tell us a little bit about your website lovestorymatchmaking.com. Um
4: lovestorymatchmaking.com is an exclusive offline matchmaking agency. Um, we pride ourselves on taking the process offline, making it more personal, making it what do you more mean by exclusive. Offline? Um None of the profiles that we that people fill out, all the information they give us, is not available to anyone online. It's for our internal use only for matchmaking purposes. Okay, if that makes sense,
1: makes perfect sense.
4: Yes. Yeah, so it because it it it, um, it attracts uh, you know a person that is a busy professional that doesn't have time for all of the online dating apps. Who wants a little privacy, a little more, you know, exclusivity, a more tailored made um, approach to matchmaking.
1: That's fair. So uh, my question is you guys are, you go online to find lovestorymatchmaking dot com, but then you say that your matchmaking is offline. So they put in a little they do a survey, correct? Everybody goes on, does a survey to kind of uh, personalize their little profile. and then what do you guys do after that?
4: Exactly. so they'll they'll log into our system, give us some basic information about them, and then someone from our team will reach out and get them started with a profile and give them a password. To access all of the detailed information that we need to get them started. And then they're able so to we, upload their photos from there. And then we'll ch- schedule um, an in depth conversation, consultation with with everyone who comes through the system. Yeah, in addition to that, we do
2: identity verification, background checks, personality 10%. testing. And so, um, you know, a lot of people's experience with the online uh, app um and there's a lot of them is that you know you don't you don't know what you're actually getting, and mm-hmm. we do a lot of uh, of the legwork and verification and and find out a lot about you and and your what your personality is really uh all about and and helps uh our clients um find somebody uh that they're really looking for so I have a question i'm single. Let's say I were to sign up to lovestorymatchmaking.com. I were to build my profile. Would I be the one to handpick the person I think best suits me? Or would you come back to me with a list of men that you think would be a great match for me? So
4: how it would work is if you were a client of Love Story and I'm searching on your behalf, Um, You fill out your profile. I get to know you really well, go through all your criteria points, what you're looking for, who you're looking to meet, um, you know, in detail. And it equates to an executive search, almost, if you can visualize that. So um, I would find him for you. And over the course of one year, it's a year contract. You would meet, you know, anywhere from two to three introductions a month that are vetted and based on the criteria points that are important to you.
2: So there's you'll be the men. I
4: I meet everyone in person. Yes, exactly. I would send you the the men and bring the introductions to you um, one at a time. So you okay. wouldn't see you would see a bio before you um, before the introduction. And, of course, I would bring them to life and tell you all about them and everything I know about them and their personality, you know, everything that's important about meeting someone. I kind of do the coffee date
2: first for you. And then you would So the first date you take. You do that for us. (laughs)
4: Yes, exactly. <laughs> I meet everyone in person and make sure that it's a match before you go okay. out with them.
1: That's, okay. r- that's really interesting. I like that because it's always that awkward first moment where you're like, oh, what do you do? What do you do? And then sometimes it's just you find out that you have nothing in common and what your matchmaking does is that you guys make sure that you do have common interests and that you do live in similar areas to make sure that this is something that could potentially work for the long term i really like that
4: exactly exactly and even like relationship goals and it gets really you know deeper than that it's like what are your relationship goals are you looking Mm -hmm. just for you know to date is are you marriage minded are you you know, um, you ever see yourself getting married or having children, or you know, really getting down to the details of what um, the basis of a relationship can build on before you even meet that person.
1: So, Bill, Sonia, thank you so much for coming in. We really appreciate you coming in and talking about your love story matchmaking. It's a very interesting idea, very uh, different. I like how it's offline dating, not online dating, and that's something that intrigues me a lot. Um, do you mm-hmm. guys, do you guys have anything else you want you want to talk about before uh, we let you go? Where we can find you? The- the 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 online the website,
4: yes, yeah, just you know um, log into lovestorymatchmaking.com dot com and fill out you know go go to the about you and we will contact you with a username and password to get going and start your own
2: love story.
1: Awesome, thank you awesome. so much.
2: Thanks, guys. We
4: really Great appreciate
1: you. it, Bill and Sonya from love dot yeah. com. Thank you guys so much for joining us.
2: Thank you. Jared, I have a question for you. I went on uh, LoveStoryMatchmaking.com to see what it was all about and how they have a they have a personality test um, to better match you with like a with a partner. Uh-huh. And then I was thinking, so you know, like dating is really not easy, and like I'm in a, right now trying to date, and I start thinking of, you know, I want someone who has similar personality traits as me. But then it's also like, let's say I think. Uh, and I hopefully I'm formulating this question properly and it makes sense. Let's say I think I'm someone who's intelligent, but I don't. Really want
1: <laughs> you to are intelligent, like- Vanessa.
2: <laughs> okay, thank you. So like, and then you, and I meet a guy and the guy is more intelligent than, than I am. And then he becomes intimidating and then it becomes like an awkward, you know, like I can't fully be myself. Cause then the one thing that I knew I was really good at, or the one. Um, quality that I had that was really like intriguing to men has now become something that I don't think I can have and you know what I mean because like he takes over that quality so and you want to become...
1: be so you're trying to say you want to be smarter than your significant other no
2: I'm not no I'm trying to give like an example of like a quality that you think you have like let's say Derek you're funny you do want to be with something like well now you're engaged but like when you were dating and you did you want to date someone that was funny as well or did you want to date someone that uh, just enjoyed your humor?
1: Yeah, I got you. You're like George Costanza right now from Seinfeld, where like he can't <laughs> date anybody funnier than him. Like it's just I I got you. Um, uh, for me, the quality that like I think uh, I don't think I've ever really, really thought about a quality that I want to have. Some you know like over Ashley.
2: Well, I mean, when like when you were like dating, you know, like now I'm I'm open to dating, um, and I'm starting to think of okay, of course I want to be. And I am being more selective with the men that I'm inviting into my personal space. Of
1: course, as you and, well should.
2: Yeah. And then and I start thinking, like, am I just becoming way too picky because there's... I gotcha. You know, and, you know, like, and then am like, oh, is it because, like, oh, he's funnier than me? So I don't want to date him because he's funnier than me. And that's the one thing I know I'm good at. Or I'm not saying I'm funny, but I'm just saying a quality that... Uh, you know, that you think you can have. And I think that's the problem that some of us encounter. And I, I <laughs> agree. Maybe, maybe it's ego because you're like, well, no. I'm really good at this and I want to be good at this.
1: No, you're absolutely right. So- Vanessa, you're hysterical. But listen, I do have an answer for your question now because when I went on The Bachelorette, I don't know if you remember this, I had to choose between two Bachelorettes. I had Britt and I had Caitlyn. Right, right. And so I remember going in there obviously meeting them both for the first time, thinking Caitlyn is too funny. Caitlyn is too witty. She's too outgoing. She like any, I always I was always intimidated by Caitlyn mm-hmm. because I mm-hmm. thought that while I find myself a conversationalist and I'm able to banter, she would always have something and she would just right. outwit me and I couldn't keep up and she would just blow, you know, blow the doors off me type thing, right? And mm-hmm. so that's why I was more intrigued by Britt because I was always intimidated mm-hmm. by Caitlyn. And then I met them And then I found out, oh, wait a minute. No, I can keep up with Caitlyn. This is something that I'm interested in. And so I think, and for me personally, it was more so a confidence thing. I'll never forget Mm -hmm. my first night of The Bachelorette, I was was not confident at all. God, I felt like I was going to throw up the entire night. Somehow, miraculously. Exactly, right? Miraculously, I got a rose, and then I was able to go in the next week. And I remember thinking, that if I let my insecurities get the best of me, I'm going to be voted off next week and I'm probably going to yeah. look like a jackass because I'm just always going to be scared and, and shy and yeah. oh no, I don't want to like disturb the peace. I don't want to cause any drama. I'm just going to hide in the background and so that week, my first week, it was a boxing date that I had and I remember thinking to myself, Jared, you either suck it up and pull yourself up by the pants and have this confidence about you or you're going to let your insecurities get the best of you and you're going to look right. like an idiot and be sent home and you're going to regret everything and so that week, I decided uh-huh. to put all my doubts to the, to the side and be confident, and then that's when I found out that like, oh my god, I think I might have like a connection with this girl and i mm-hmm. i think i might like her and mm-hmm. and then i started finding that i like yes she had a lot of banter and she was witty and clever and funny but i was keeping up because i was just being myself and being confident so i think when you're dating somebody vanessa and you're out there and you might think that they're super funny and smart and intelligent and they have so many things going and you might feel a little intimidated just try to focus on yourself in that moment and realize wait a minute i've got my own going on right now that I'm really confident mm-hmm. about and focus on that rather than focusing on how quote unquote perfect they seem. Does that make sense? Right.
2: Yeah, no I get that. I think it's hard like when you're especially as you're getting I don't I, I don't think I'm old, but I think as you're getting older, you know, I'm in turning thirty one and two months and i'm like i want to make sure that the next person i invite into my little world here and i introduce my friends and family is someone that i'm really 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 connecting with and i know i can see a future with so i think right now i'm just i, I just like i am in my head sometimes and i think of why why do i like this person or why do i not like them or why am i intimidated by you got to get and out of I your head about it it was like yeah but then you know at one point i met someone i was a little intimidated and i'm like why am i intimidated and I think it was because they were so funny. And I'm like, I can't think of something funnier to, like, text back to them or to say back. So maybe I'm going to be – and then maybe they might perceive me as someone boring. So maybe I should stop talking. You know what I mean? No, of
1: course. And listen, I've, I was in my head for a very long time, for years, until this past January when I realized that because I've been in my – in my own head and doubting everything and been scared to actually make a decision and trust my gut and go with it, I almost lost the most important person in my life, which oh. was Ashley. And thank oh. God I realized that I was in my own head and realized that I needed to get out of my own head in order to achieve the goals that I wanted to achieve. And it was the best decision that I've ever made in my entire life. And so that's my advice is that the more in your head you are, the worse your life is going to be. Go with your <laughs> gut. Follow-
2: you dating. What are you doing
1: here? I'm just giving advice. That's what I'm on the podcast for. I'm giving advice because what I'm telling I'm you is all in. follow your heart and trust your gut and go after the things you want to go for because there's nothing worse yeah. than living with regret. How many times what I, I remember thinking this when I was first talking to Ashley and expressing my feelings because all I could think about was all of of, of like, not my older, my older friends, but just like older guys that I've met throughout my mm-hmm. life who have always been like, you know, if I could go back, I should have said something right. to her. I should have gone right. after this person or why the hell didn't I say something and like, I was, you know, I was too prideful and I never did anything and told people how I felt and I should have told them every day how much I love them. And I, that's what all, all this was going through my head and I was like, I need to do something. I need to step up to the plate. I need to just get out of my head and go after what I want. And so that would be mm-hmm. my advice for you is that like don't be don't overthink things i do
2: no no i do i do go after what i want i think that's the issue because it's like dude like why didn't you come after me anyway um enough about my well i have one more thing i want to say just very
1: quickly you know what i always um equate it to is remember when you were giving presentations back in school and you'd be sitting there and Like for me, I'd be sweating. I'd be so nervous. I never wanted to go in front of the class because I knew I was just going to stutter and be shy, and I was scared. And then I always remember seeing the people up there that were like me, that were scared and sweaty, and would become self-aware of it and be like, "I'm really sorry, guys. I'm just nervous." And their presentation would suck. And then even though they did the work beforehand, they were prepared, but in the moment they just couldn't get out of their own head, and they were so terrified, and their presentation was awful. And then you'd get to the next guy who didn't do any work beforehand who just went up there and winged it but because he was so confident in the moment or at least pretending to be confident his presentation Mm -hmm. killed because he was just able to have charisma and really be himself and it didn't matter if he really knew what he was talking about or not but just the fact that he was confident in himself and it was entertaining to watch and so i kind of equate that with dating a little bit where even though i'm nervous going in Uh huh
2: I don't think it comes down to, like, what I'm trying to say is that I don't think it comes down to uh, confidence. I, for me, it's like I, um, if I see something I, I want to, you know, pursue or someone I want to pursue, like, I have no shame in being that person to either, you know, approach them or to, you know, ask their friend for their number. Like, I have no shame in doing that.
1: Um, That's a good quality to have, what I'm saying. And and that's really good to have. For me, when I was dating, it was more so if I was nervous, I would try to overcompensate. And then that's when I was, you know... saying dumb things because I was trying to be funnier than I actually am or I was trying to come off smarter than I actually am when actuality no I'm 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 funny when I can be and I'm smart in certain areas of life and then other areas I'm dumb and there's nothing wrong with that and so I yeah. think
2: no, I, was just, I was like asking during for this love story matchmaking.com website if you have you you have to do the personality test and you like let's say I would want someone funny or whatever with someone where really like I want someone funny but not funnier than me you know like how would you like you even if someone has all the qualities that you think would match your personality type uh, your personality traits is it like do you want them more educated than you less that you know what I mean there's always like that
1: is that what the personality that, test asks do they oh, want somebody know. smarter no
2: no no. No, 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 I'm just saying, like, obviously, for personality, you want someone who, I don't know, I I didn't, I didn't, I went on the website to see what they did, but I didn't click on the personality, uh, the personality test. All I'm asking is, do you think sometimes, well, now that you're engaged, we need to get Dean on the phone here.
1: (laughs) I know, right? Where is Dean? Well, just talk to me. Listen, I, 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 I've lived a very single life for a very long time.
2: Yeah, it's just like you start thinking, okay, do I like, why do I like this guy? I like this guy because he has this, 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 this as personality traits. Or why am I intimidated by this person? Is it because they have, you know, more success than you? And is that something that you feel that, that you need to work on individually in order to have a successful relationship with that person who ultimately has everything that you want in a significant other, but it's something that you need to work on? So that's what I was trying to say. Does is, is it come down to like things that your ego were things that you need to work on because, it's stuff that you, um, you know, that you feel like you need to do to be a little bit better at. Um, or does it come down to not knowing what it is that you want in person, in personality traits, in the person that you want to be dating? Well, I, think I feel so. like I'm talking in circles right now. I don't mm- think I'm making
1: sense. Well, what I'm gonna say is that I think a lot of people make excuses because, in actuality, they're just afraid of commitment Uh, because it is a very scary endeavor to take on to be like okay i'm going to commit myself to this person and just you and i pray to god it works out and i think a lot of people are scared of that and i was for a very long time and i kept making excuses to be like oh it's 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 not working out because of this or it's not working out because of that when in actuality it wasn't working out because i wasn't willing to really uh stick to my convictions um and Mm -hmm. so and i think that's a part of being in your own head because you just you know you always think of the worst rather than think of the best and human beings would just do that in nature. Nature. And then I also think in terms of, um, you know, you go out and you're like, oh, well, I like him for this, or I like him for this, uh, or for that. I don't think you can really quantify love. Like, there's like, even when I think about Ashley, I'm like, yeah, I love her because she's uh, endearing and sweet and honest. And I can list off all these qualities. But the, the reason I love her most is something that I can't even put into words. Um,
2: right. Right. Yeah.
1: and that's, so I think even I when, f- for you, when you're, when you're on dates with people and you're like, you know, I really like them, um, because of this and that. And I think it comes down to when you know, you know, and when you get, you know, those feelings of like, I want to pursue something with this, with this right. person, you know, that's, um, it, that's like the point where, you know, like you, you just kind of, you can't describe it, uh, if so I'm making sense,
2: stop overthinking.
1: Gotcha. that would be my yeah. best yeah. I mean, think, definitely think, you know, (laughs) always think, but just try not to overthink.
2: Overthink. Okay.
1: You know what we need to talk about for a second here? Something that's very important, very near and dear to my heart. Do you guys know 90 Day Fiance?
2: Oh, I think a lot of us do.
1: Well, there's a show called 90 Day Fiance, Before the 90 Days, and guess what? It premieres. It's back, guys. It's back on Sunday, August 5th at 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock Central on TLC. It's the 90-day countdown known around the world. So TLC, you guys know what that channel is. It hits show, 90-day fiancés taking you on a journey from the very beginning and going before the 90 days. These couples fell in love online, and now we get to see their first date halfway around the world. So pretty much they're dating where Dean is right now. Um, they're taking a huge risk uh, and putting their life on the line for love 90 day fiance. It's a culture shock, language barriers, there's unexpected twists and turns. Can these relationships survive? And who will get down on one knee for that long proposal? Some of these couples don't even speak the same language and have to use a translator app to communicate. That is insane. If Ashley spoke a different language, I'm not sure how it would work, but I'm excited to see if these couples can make it through. Can you imagine buying an engagement ring for someone you've never met in person? That's insanity to me. But, you know, the, the, sometimes you got to take a risk for love. It's a leap of faith, really. So Sometimes it works. Sometimes it works.
2: And some of them have only talked online. This is, this is crazy. Some of them have only talked online. Anything is possible when they meet, when they meet in person. When they arrive in a foreign country, will the soulmate be there to meet them? Or will they turn out to be who they say they are? Will they return home engaged or heartbroken? So actually, let's meet some of the cast, Rachel and John. So she's a single mom from New Mexico. He's from England and has a criminal record. Yikes. They met, get this, on a karaoke app, which the, actually is my favorite.
1: What is a karaoke app? Do you get to meet like other a, people that want to sing the same song?
2: I think so. I think it's like a dual thing, and you like your screen pops up, and you can ha- sing the same song together. I'm thinking um, that you and, can
1: meet your soulmate on karaoke app. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling uh, I, good about that one.
2: I mean, I'll have to try that out. There's also a 52-year-old. Angela is from Georgia. And head over heels for her 30-year-old Nigerian sweetheart Michael, whose friends question why he's dating a grandma. That's not nice.
1: A grandma, 52 years old. Well, I mean, she I might be a grandma, that. but 52 but, years I mean, is still pretty nice. young.
2: And age is just a number. And then there's Marta and Daya. It's my favorite. Yes, this Marta is a Catholic exotic dancer, and Daya is a Muslim and doesn't speak English. She's flying to Algeria to meet him. So this is um, sounds like three interesting dates i would love to see again it's 90 days fiance Day before the 90 days premiere sunday august 5th at 8 7 central on our chia T- on tlc channel we all love to watch um this is really interesting
1: it's crazy to think that like you're gonna go and meet your the person that you might be engaged to mm-hmm. halfway across the, same the world language. Yep. don't speak the same language have only spoke online never met each other and you're gonna go and you're gonna take the risk of hopefully finding love with that person i mean
2: look at us i mean we ended up on the bachelor so hey anything is possible
1: anything is possible i truly believe that i'm excited to check it out 90 day fiance before the 90 days check it out guys august 5th
2: all right so do we have time for emails i think there's a few that we got it there are
0: some in here yes jackpot Uh, jackpot hi everybody hi here's heather heather says a guy on tinder was talking to her this morning and by this afternoon, they were exchanging numbers, and they've been texting. Basic questions. Now he's asking to FaceTime. I've been packing a move all day. I'm writing a paper for school. That's so not pretty. I don't want to FaceTime with somebody I don't know and have never met. I told him, no thanks. I have to work on my paper. And he said, ouch. What's your opinion on this? Is it okay to initiate a FaceTime at this point? And what's he doing? Help I suck at dating.
2: Well, since I'm the single one here. Uh, I'm not on Tinder, but, I, you know, obviously I do meet people when I go out or through friends or whatever. And we'll obviously start initiating a conversation through text message, which is fun, but then you can't really see, like, how they are, like, in person, you know, so before you end up meeting that person uh, face-to-face, I think it's a great idea to FaceTime. I personally love FaceTiming, and uh, so what if you're, like, sweaty and writing a paper for for, for school and, you know, like, if he, I, I don't know, Derek, do you feel like, don't you want to meet the person? That uh, if you want to have like a serious relationship with someone, don't you want to meet them in their element? Not like all dolled up or you know having to be on their A game.
1: I just think I want to see their face before I actually meet him in person. And uh, yeah. like I kind of like this guy being like, "Hey, you want to FaceTime? Only yeah. after a few text messages. Get to the point. Let's do this. Like we met on a dating app. I think you're cute. Let's just FaceTime." Yeah, but
2: the fact that listen, I the fact that he said out like, "Buddy, really like," the well, that was... revolve around you. It's fine if he has like shit going on. And Heather, actually, I. I actually, like, bow down to you for saying, like, no thanks. Well, actually, maybe not saying no thanks, but the fact that you show that you have your own stuff going on is, like, I find that, if I were a guy, I find that attractive. And I think the out comment, I, he could have responded a little bit better. Like, his
0: ego is probably a little bit bruised, but what But let me just, from the other side of this, let's point out the guy's motivation here. He wants to see what you look like. He doesn't trust what you've put on the dating apps, and he wants to see the reality of it. Because, you know, our dating apps, it's your dating best self. Oh, I think a 1,000% from a guy's point of view, he wants to see what the real deal is here. Can you blame him? Uh,
1: maybe There's not.
2: There's so many catfish situations going on. Or not even
1: catfish, you? but maybe it's like a picture from four years ago. Or just like right. you just don't know online. But so.
0: that's why he's doing it. So do it or don't do it, but oh. no, that's why he's doing it. And yeah. if you don't hear from him again, he didn't like what he saw. Guys are so superficial, and that's what this is. I, I agree to a certain extent.
1: Yeah, I, he just wants to he wants to see you. I don't think there's anything wrong with FaceTime before you actually meet somebody in person. I don't know. The whole Erica. conversation is I don't know.
2: I'm a, I'm a FaceTimer, but for me, my motive is not like, I want to see how we, what you look like. I want to see if we vibe.
0: Right, know? but that's it's, the female point of view. The male point yeah. of view is okay. how hot is Heather, she?
2: Don't
4: listen
0: to me. <laughs> Erica was the victim of an ambush FaceTime.
4: What? Yeah, that was horrible. I was like texting with this guy for literally, this is bad. We should have done a FaceTime way sooner. We were texting for like three weeks or something, and he FaceTimes me out of nowhere. I'm made no makeup in a sweatshirt, like doing work. And I had to answer because we were already on the phone. I, you did not.
1: Well, oh, you, what do you mean you're already on the phone? We were
4: on the phone, and then he just oh, then clicks he video.
1: It was horrible. <laughs> oh, so you still, you could have just been cutesy and been like, oh, you, I don't have any makeup on. I'm so sorry. Like, let me. I don't, flag, want, I don't want flag, to, Red
0: flag, red flag. Yeah, with yeah, Erica? With him.
2: Someone,
1: if, it, if she
0: says no, yeah. he's like, uh-oh. Oh, first of all, if I were
2: you, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to answer without makeup. <laughs> so No, so exactly.
4: I did, and it was fine. But then I think within a week... We were not speaking anymore, but he also didn't live here. There was so much that I'm really glad that There's
1: probably a lot to that story, but I don't know. Also, I would FaceTime someone, but if they said no because I want to put makeup on, two things would go through my head. One, either they don't look like the person they are supposed to look like online or two, maybe this girl is kind of just funny and cute scenes like no I want to put makeup on before I first meet you because like mm, yeah. I've I don't know those would be the two I would not close off the idea of dating someone if I tried to FaceTime them before well, I met them in person I mean, and they said not until I put makeup on because then I would yeah. just try I would say okay let's do a FaceTime session like let's plan something that's what I would do it would be like a, a nice fa- guy it would be like a FaceTime date that I would plan mm. that's what I would do that's cute
0: All right, what else we got over here? Lauren is 19. She's eight days away from leaving for college. She met a guy at the end of senior year. They had a summer fling, and she caught feelings, and he has too. The same thing happened last summer. I was dating (laughs) a guy. We decided to keep dating, but he went to college and broke up with me for another girl, and I was a wreck. My current Uh guy and I, we're not sure what to do. Do we go our separate ways and try to keep the relationship going or live our college life and see if it works out down the road or if we meet other people? I always seem to get these summer flings. I want a relationship, (laughs) so help. I suck at dating.
2: Well, hold on. So I seem to somehow end up in long-distance relationships. And I was having this conversation with my friend who also seems to end up in long-distance relationships. And we're like, oh, do we have commitment Like, how is it that we always end up with it? Like, not always, but we often end up dating or interested in guys that don't live in the same city. Um, so maybe 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 you want a relationship, but you kinda don't. You know what I mean? Like if you keep having these summer flings, maybe maybe that's all it should be.
1: I was it was so funny when she said in the email this happened to me last summer mm-hmm. as well, because all I could think about when you first said a summer fling was like, doesn't it seem to always happen this way? Where like people will write us and say, I'm about to leave for college, but I met somebody like yeah. a week before I left. It seems yeah. like it happens all the time. My advice, Lauren, would just Go your separate ways. You know, you're about to go to four years of college. Lauren's 19. She's about to go leave for college. Uh, Lauren, go have fun. Have fun. You know, listen, when you guys go and do your own college experience and go for four years on your own, and if you come back to the same town and you're both single, we'll see what happens. But until then, go to college have fun enjoy yourself
2: so many you know many people i mean universities in the states are huge there's there's probably so many people you can you will end up meeting through groups of friends or new classes or whatever so i would say um remain friends with this guy and don't close off your options to other people
0: i agree i think yeah the second you get there you'll wish you had
1: oh totally and that's what causes (laughs) real problems when you actually go to college with a boyfriend and girlfriend and then a month in you're going to parties with these people and you realize You want to be single. By
0: the way, that's what Thanksgiving weekend is all about. You come home and you break up with your summer fling. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Brea, which is a lovely name, by the way, uh, went on a date with a guy. Had a really great time with him. Totally like him. I found out that not only is he bipolar, but he was married for three weeks last year. They had dated for eight years and then were married for three weeks. During those three weeks, he was diagnosed and he destroyed their house. Also, that was before he got help and went on medication. So... Just to make a point for him. Should I run, Brea says. Uh...
1: I
2: Okay. Um, being, bi- being diagnosed as bipolar is an actual, like, it's a, it's a condition that he can't help. It's not like, you know, he's like, it's a condition that he can't help. Yeah. I wouldn't say to run from someone who has a mental, um, you know, illness, because um, that's not right. <laughs>
1: Uh, I agree, I agree with that
2: No um, We all have issues, you know Some of us are diagnosed, some of us aren't Um, But I I just want to know What's the issue Like okay, take out bipolar, he's bipolar That's not, you know, that's fine, cool Uh, Married for three weeks, so what? He was married
0: for three weeks Maybe they realize. I'm not (laughs) sure that's a so what. Yeah,
1: I don't know if I'd react that with a so what. I was married for three weeks, have two kids. Ah, so what, you're fine. (laughs) No,
2: no, the only thing I would be worried about is that he destroyed the house.
1: Well, there's there's some red flags going through here. I think the bipolar one is not one of them. I will let no, me specify no, that. Out,
2: that's like we shouldn't even be talking about
1: that. But okay. it is a f- well, it is a factor that you have to talk, you know, at least discuss with that other person before jumping into a relationship with them. I don't, you You're know, you, gonna, you, yeah. But I just feel like I don't
2: know. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't. Well,
1: I wouldn't describe it as a red flag. What I would describe it is as something that you guys need to talk about. For example, to relate it to something else completely different would be. Uh, On this most recent episode, excuse me, season of The Bachelorette, there was a guy named Colin, everybody knows, who said that he was a virgin. And I remember other guys talking about that was a skeleton in his closet or a red flag. And it's like, no, no, it's not. That's just something that him Mm -hmm. and Becca need to talk about. It's certainly not a red flag. And that's how I would kind of discuss this, where a bipolar disease is something that you definitely need to talk about. I would not describe it as a red flag. Um, But I would describe, obviously, the destruction of the house and the fact that he was married for three weeks potential two red flags that's where the issue would come in
2: yeah i would ask him why three weeks um but i wouldn't i don't know Uh, like i wouldn't judge him based on that like yeah maybe it's a conversation to to obviously talk about um and obviously if you know this information then that's something that he wants you to know and he's being honest about it uh, I would just ask, like, why the house thing? You know what happened there?
1: Yeah, and uh, Bria, I would just talk about, like, you know how much you like this guy. We went on one date. It depends on, like, listen, if sparks flew and you think, holy crap, I think this is love at first sight, then definitely sit down and talk to him about it. But I mean, if it was just a date that kind of went okay, I'm not saying you should run, but you know, certainly
0: date around. I mean, look, it's one date. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't want to yeah. get any feedback from people saying, oh, you're saying that people with mental illnesses can't be loved? Look, we all have our issues. We all need to be dealt, they need to be dealt with. You've been on one date with this guy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys out there. If I'm yeah, you. Yeah, but
2: listen, but I understand, Brea, because like growth romanticized relationships and, yeah. uh, like, we have a tendency, I mean, I'm talking about myself, I have a tendency to, like, go on a date with someone that's like, ooh, okay, yeah, they're, like, interested in me, you know, like, maybe I can see if you, like, you have an idea of what they could be or how they could be in a relationship, and you kind of want to give everyone, I'm the type of person that I give everyone that I go on a date with, like, an equal chance until I find a reason not to. So I actually appreciate Bria writing into us with this question, even if it was for one date. Like maybe there is, you know, there's, there's, they have really great chemistry or whatever it is. But obviously, don't close yourself off. Like we told Lauren, don't close yourself off to other options. Um, Just like get, yeah, like you know, we're all adults, but just like ask what happened.
1: Yeah, I know. I agree. I mean, listen, if like I said, it depends on the connection you felt on this first date. Okay, you felt. She's asking
0: a yes or no question. Should I run, Jared? No, don't run. Vanessa.
2: No, just have a, have a, a conversation. Like, yeah, that... Be honest. There's nothing All better right. than just like.
0: I say find yourself some track shoes <laughs> and run. Uh, Madeline is 19. Dated a guy in high school, and his mom, who raised him as a single parent, passed away unexpectedly right before we started dating. We supported each other, in love with each other, really believed he was the love of my life. But it got to the point we were destroying ourselves trying to save each other. And after two years, I broke it off. It's been over three years since. And I think about him every day. Three options here. Tell him how I feel now. Men.com on <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Mend.com would be great for her. The Mend app. That's the fourth option. Tell him how I feel right now, even though I have no idea how he feels. Two, wait it out. See where life takes me. Maybe I meet someone else. Maybe we end up together in the end. Just let fate take its course. Or three, move on. And here's where the Mendap comes in. She says, If you think this is the thing to do, I need some tips for getting over somebody. Well, the Mendap is for you. Thanks so much for taking the time to help me out. The podcast is great. You guys are amazing.
2: Oh, we love you. That's Thanks, Madeline. Madeline. Uh, Madeline. Madeline or Madeline?
0: I don't know, actually. I think it's Madeline. Madeline. Do you? Madeline. Yeah.
2: Um, you know, I, if I, so I'm 30, Madeline, Madeline. And if I can go back to my 19 year old self, I'm still like the queen of getting my heart broken and like trying to figure, you know, stuff out. Uh, But if I were to go back to my 19 year old self and to think of how, like what I would have, like what I would tell myself when I was 19, I would have, I would go back and say, Vanessa, let it be, you know, like if, if the relationship will come circling back around, it will. I don't believe in, um, like I'm, I'm a, I don't know if that sounds like cliche, but like things do happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. And all the heartbreaks that I went through until I was 28 led me to being on the back. It led me to, you know, being engaged to Nick for a small amount of time. But it led me to this life that I have now where I know so much more about myself and I'm so much happier in the position that I am. And now being like single and knowing what I want, as opposed to, you know, constantly thinking of ways to um either like get back with an ex or because that's like that's where, like when you're younger you're like i found the love of my life but it could also be like someone that you're like enamored by and then as you get older you're like oh this is what love is
1: Yeah. Listen, Madeline, I think you should move on. I think that's what it really comes down to. I mean, I remember my first love and it was wonderful and she's amazing. But there are some people in this life that you just have to live with in your heart, but not in your life. And I think that this guy might be one of those people. And like you said, you never know what's going to happen in the future. You can come back to each other. But right now, if you yeah. haven't stopped thinking about this guy for three years, I think you might not have stopped thinking about him because you keep doing all the wrong things that you shouldn't be doing. Checking his Instagram, going on social media, staying in contact with him. I mean, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you cut off communication and it's still been three years, but I doubt it. So distract yourself. Good. Try mm-hmm. to do something different that you haven't done mm-hmm. to stop thinking about him and move on with your life. If because- you
0: are meant to be together... It will find a yeah. way.
1: It's going to happen. Exactly. And you're still young. So let's say you were 19. You guys dated for two years, 21. So it's been three years. So you're 24 years old right now. You got so much love no, to 19. give. She's currently 19. She was 16 it's when 19. they it. Holy moly. Yeah. Yeah,
2: uh, Madeline,
1: Madeline, I'm 30 and I'm single and I'm very happy. Oh, yeah, Madeline, so, what the hell are yeah, you doing? So don't, don't think so about don't this guy. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, you're 19, you're you're fine. Oh my God, you're going to find love again. <laughs> Holy crap, yes, move on. I'm sure he's wonderful, and like Mark said, if it's going to happen, it'll happen, I promise you. So from there, we're going to wrap the show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to a new episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Thank you. Elle from Men Creator. Uh, she's a men creator for the app. L, thank you so much for coming in. Definitely, guys, check that app out, Men Broken Hearts. Sugar Bear Hair, Vanessa, uh, I know you love it so much. Thank you so much, Sugar Bear Hair. Also, thank you for Bill Freeman and Sonia coming in from lovestorymatchmaking.com. Definitely go check it out if you're looking to find the love of your life. Uh, also, 90 Day Fiance, before the 90 days, go check it out on Sunday, 8, 7 Central. Vanessa, you are wonderful as always. I'm
2: going to call you
1: Dean. I mean, thanks, Darren. (laughs) No, no worries. You can call me Dean. Dean uh, will be back either next week or the following week. He's still traveling all around the world. Hopefully he has some great stories for us. Please keep those emails coming. Those are my favorite part of the show. We love you
0: guys.
1: Love you guys so much for listening. Do you have the email address? Yes, it is. uh, I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. That's the email address. Keep them coming. We love hearing from you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you tune in next week where hopefully we
0: all suck a little less. Follow Help by Socket Dating with Dean, Vanessa, and Jared on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.